You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The Daily Music Business Podcast. What's up and welcome back to the Daily Music Business Podcast. I'm your host for today, Monica Strutt, and today... We are starting a brand new series all about networking. So I'm going to be delivering you four episodes all about how you or your band or your project can expand your network because they say your network is your net worth. And in my experience, my network has had such a huge impact on my band and my business. And, you know, it's all about who you know, not necessarily what you know, although I will preface all of this by saying that, of course, your music is the most important factor when it comes to having success as a band. But as you can imagine, if you've got, say, a promoter and they're choosing between two bands to put on a support show, they both have equally as good music. They look great. And, you know, they're both at similar points in their career, but they've worked with one of them before and they can trust that they're professionals and everything like that. They're probably going to go with the band that they're familiar with, or maybe they just know one of the band members and it kind of, uh, just gives you that little bit of an in when it comes to these sorts of opportunities. So part one and two are going to be about social media. In today's episode, it's going to be very spicy because I'm going to be listing the five most incorrect ways, the don'ts when it comes to networking on social media. Then next week, don't worry, I'm going to be giving you five ways to correctly network on social media. Part three of this series is going to be about how to network offline. So all the different ways to grow your network aside from social media. And then part four is going to be all about how to actually make that first move, how to strike conversation, how to win friends and influence people as Dale Carnegie would say. By the way, if you want to do some homework to go along with this series, I highly recommend the book of the same name, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It is a little bit dry in parts and a little bit old timey, but the uh, recommendations and points within that book are absolute gold and they definitely still stand today in 2021 and beyond. Before we get started, make sure you are following me on social media. I'm at Monica Strutt everywhere and I would love for you to send me a DM on any of my channels and let me know that you've found me through the daily music business podcast. So when thinking about expanding your network, social media may be the most obvious and definitely right now the most accessible way to access people. Before I dive in to all the different ways that you can network on social media, I think a fantastic place to start is the incorrect ways to network on social media. These are the five most common mistakes that I see musicians and bands making when it comes to trying to grow their network or get more exposure in the social media space. So as per the intro, get ready for some spice. The first incorrect way to network on social media is following and liking months worth of someone's images on Instagram or Facebook or any of the channels, but particularly this happens on Instagram. As a female human, that is the most creepiest way to network. When someone has scrolled back through months or maybe a year's worth of posts and all of a sudden I wake up in the morning and I have like 40 notifications from the same person, 
that is a huge red flag to me and I'll end up probably blocking that person. And what's interesting is usually it's not individual personal accounts that are doing this. Often it's band accounts. And that is just as creepy because if you're using your band account to creep on my photos from like a year ago, then that's just going to reflect badly on your band. And if you don't understand why it's creepy, then you really need to take a good hard look at yourself, but not just women, but doing this to anyone. I find that it's just, oh, it's just meaningless interaction and yeah, it verges on stalking. So that is really, really bad social media form. Please do not do that. And that is why it's number one on my list of incorrect ways to network on social media. The second incorrect way to network on social media is following a thousand random accounts, particularly on Instagram or Twitter again, for the follow back. Not to mention this totally fucks the algorithm for you. Now, this is really, really common practice. It was more common practice a couple of years ago, but I still see bands and musicians doing it today. Creating an account on social media, maybe they're just launching a new project and they follow, you know, thousands of accounts in order for them to follow back. So first up, this imbalance in the followers versus following really stuffs up the algorithm. Not only that, but as just someone who jumps on your profile, it kind of gives a whiff of desperation. And I talk about this more in my book, Social Media Shredder, which you can get on Amazon. So if you want to learn more about social media and the best ways to grow your profiles organically, particularly, I mean, I definitely believe in ads as well, but this book is sort of mainly focused on organic strategies, then yeah, go check that book out, Social Media Shredder on Amazon, as I said. But following a thousand random accounts, foxy algorithm, because then Instagram's going to flag your account as maybe not that interesting, considering that not as many people follow you as you follow, because only a small percentage of people are actually going to follow you back. And as I said, it gives that whiff of desperation, because as soon as I jump onto someone's profile and the follower versus following count is completely off balance, then I know that your followers probably aren't actual fans of your band. They've just followed you because you've followed them. So it doesn't leave the best first impression, especially from an industry perspective, when they're sussing out if you've got actual fans. And of course, like when bands and musicians are doing this, you know, you have to be really, really targeted. I mean, I'm not saying that don't follow anyone and you can certainly follow really targeted accounts in order to get the follow back. So people that maybe knew you from your old projects or know you personally, or, you know, key people within the industry and that sort of thing. But if you're just getting followed back by a bunch of absolute randoms, just so you can look cool for the numbers, then your engagement's probably going to be really low, which is another huge warning sign for people checking out your profile. If you've got a bunch of followers, but zero engagement, then yeah, as I said, that just does not leave the best first impression and you're going to look like your audience is fake, which it is. Not to mention if your engagement sucks, then Instagram is going to restrict the reach of the posts that you do even more so because again, it's going to flag your account as not really interesting or relevant. The third incorrect way to network on social media is adding someone as a friend on Facebook and immediately inviting them to like your band's page as soon as they accept. Now, I know this is a huge pet peeve for a lot of people and like how much more obvious can it be that you are literally only adding them as a friend in order to invite them to like your band's page? 
It makes people feel used and like you never wanted to connect with them, which of course you didn't. And whilst this can sometimes be successful, maybe they do accept that invite. They're not actual fans of your band. So again, they're not going to actually engage with you. And you're just going to look like a bit of an idiot if you've got all these followers and zero engagement. Perhaps the word idiot is a little bit of a strong word. You might look like a silly billy or a goose, as we might say in Australia. The fourth incorrect way to network on social media is DMing random people with the Facebook event link to your band's show or a link to your video or your band camp or something like that. Now, this is something that happens all the damn time. And what makes it even worse is when there's no pleasantries, no explanation, just boom, here's a link to Bandcamp. Now, obviously the reason why people do this is because they want you to check out their music, but it's just rude. Okay. Especially when you get event links to gigs that aren't even in your city, it is just careless. And I'm telling you, it does more harm to your reputation than good. We're talking about networking today and in this series and your reputation is your number one asset when it comes to networking. Because once you get introduced to certain people, then you get introduced to more people and it'll kind of snowball from there and your network will grow organically. But if you are a punisher, if you have a bad reputation in the industry, you betcha that Industry people talk and managers will ask each other when they come across your band, hey, have you worked with this band before? Or, you know, do you know such and such? And if the person that they're asking doesn't have anything good to say about you or is like, oh, I'd steer clear of that one, they're a bit unprofessional or they're a bit annoying or whatever, then the manager who's potentially interested in you because of the music will move on swiftly. There are so many talented bands out there. So your reputation is really, as I said, such a huge asset when it comes to getting bigger opportunities and networking. So I actually did a whole podcast episode all about DMing random people your links. And it was sparked from a really hilarious conversation that I had on Facebook with someone defending the fact that you know, he was sending like 200 to 250 like people links to his band. And I'm not talking about, you know, any pleasantries or any explanation or having any sort of targeted way of approaching people, just literally copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. And what I say in the podcast episode, which you can go and scroll back, it was one of the more earlier episodes that I did on the daily music business podcast. Um, you can just find it through looking for the pink picture, which is me. Why that doesn't work is because you were trying to sell yourself, especially if you're trying to hard sell merch like a physical CD or, you know, a purchase link to Bandcamp or something. You're trying to sell yourself or your band to a cold audience. And that is just not how the customer journey works in marketing. It is really hard to get people that have never heard of you before, never listened to your music to click off social media off Facebook or whatever platform they're on and be interested in actually giving you money. Like that is a really, really hard thing to do and it's virtually impossible. So you need to be warming up your audience. You need to establish relationships with people, but sending people just a random DM, especially those you don't know, is just the worst way of doing it. And I know I'm going on a bit of a rant here, but I've had so many experiences where people have just DM'd me a random link to a show or their music or whatever. 
And I just haven't replied because why should I reply? They haven't even given me the courtesy of saying hi, Monica and personalizing it and saying like who the fuck they are. And then a couple of months later, they'll send me another random link. That is a trigger for me to block people straight away. I don't have time for my DMs to be blowing up, especially because I use Messenger for my clients and everything, and they are the number one priority for me. So yeah, block, 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 unfollow. So definitely think twice. And if you're still confused about why this is an incorrect way of getting your music out there and you want to learn more about you know, what I was saying about uh, trying to sell yourself to a cold audience. As I said, go back and listen to that podcast episode about why DMing random people. Hang on. I'll actually find the episode number one second. So the episode aired on July 9th, 2020, and it's called why DMing people links to your music does not work. So definitely go check that out after you listen to this episode. And before I move on to the next point, I just want to say if I've massively called you out right now, please do not feel bad when we know better, we do better. And I've made this mistake myself. So way before I got into marketing and knew about the customer journey and knew anything about promoting on social media. I actually did the whole DMing thing. And again, a few years ago, it was a little bit more acceptable than it is now, but still as I said, it's not the most effective way of getting exposure or getting an engaged audience over to your page. So yeah, if I have called you out, like, please don't feel embarrassed or ashamed or like you've completely fucked up your music career. We've all been there. But as I said, when we know better, you do better. And I just want to take the time to commend you on making the effort and listening to the daily music business podcast and getting the knowledge that you need to succeed. So well done on that. I know that I'm blunt, but I'm here to help you. And sometimes in order to help people, you have to show a little bit of tough love. And the last incorrect way to network on social media, and I'm sure there's more than just this list here, but in terms of the list that I have, it's following someone on social media and immediately asking them for a favor. This can be anything from a follow back to an interview or media review from them. So if you're just going and following a bunch of music journalists and then immediately DMing them afterwards and asking them to review your band's music or just asking anything from them, even just to follow back. And, you know, as I mentioned, you know, even just inviting them to like your page, then this is just such a no-no because again, these are people who usually get paid for their work. And also it takes time for them to actually be creating the work that likely you enjoy consuming. Well, hopefully if you're actually reaching out to them, you are hopefully familiar with their work. So you have to understand that if you're asking someone to take time out of their work schedule, you're not only asking them for their time, but potentially, you know, taking away from paid work that they could be doing in order for them to do you that favor that you're asking. And this also goes for asking random people advice. Now I'm a little bit different. I'm a consultant. So I do encourage you to DM me if you have any questions about your band and likely there is a free resource, which I can refer you to. I've got so many blog posts and podcast episodes out, which I can refer you on to, or there's also going to be probably a paid program, which I can recommend to you in order to answer your question more thoroughly, like a course or maybe some consulting in order to actually help you kick that goal, which you are wanting to achieve. But then there are just people out there and I don't think that anyone listening to this would be one of those people because I feel like if you're listening to a podcast such as this, you are a little bit savvier than most. 
but there are just people that, you know, like to consume all the free content or they like to DM you question after question and just have no interest in paying you for your services or, you know, utilizing any of your paid programs and are just kind of time wasters, I suppose. As I said, usually there is something free that I can refer you to, but at the end of the day, you know, if you value that person's opinion so much and you want to move your band forward, then you won't mind paying a small fee in order to give back to the music community. Because not doing so just perpetuates the idea that you can't make money in the music industry and it perpetuates the, you know, starving artist mentality and you're just feeding that back into the industry instead of trying to break the cycle. And if you aren't willing to pay for people's opinions or to pay to get the knowledge that you seek... And let's be real, you can consume all the free content in the world, but usually paid content is more valuable or more in-depth or you just commit more because you've actually put money behind uh, whatever you're investing in. If you're not willing to do that, then it definitely shows me, and I've I've spoken to so many industry people about this, Um, Danny Bazzi from Silverback Touring comes to mind. I recently did an interview on my being in a band podcast with him. And, uh, we were discussing this actually after the recording was over and, um, just how much it says about a band who's willing to invest in themselves, not only in good branding, but, you know, invest in, you know, getting knowledge and just how that speaks volumes in terms of not only your commitment to your art, but your own self-belief. Because if you aren't willing to put money where your mouth is, then that tells me that you don't believe that you're going to actually become successful and eventually recoup that money. So naturally it is the music business after all. So as you can imagine, managers and whatnot want to work with bands who will eventually uh, make money. So showing that you believe in yourself in that way speaks absolute volumes. And actually another good episode to listen to on this topic was an interview that I did with Blasco, who is Ozzy Osbourne's bassist, and he's also the manager of Black Bell Brides, among others. And this was over on my Being in a Band podcast about a year ago, and he speaks about a new platform that he is launching where you can submit your music for a small fee and he will give you feedback. And yeah, he actually kind of goes into detail about, you know, he wants to help bands out, but if you care that much for his opinion and for his feedback, then you'll be willing to pay a small fee and, uh, yeah, in exchange for that knowledge. So definitely go check that out on the Being in a Band podcast after this as well. I guess that the better way to go about learning or asking questions from people that you look up to in the industry is first off, ask them if they offer consulting. I've definitely done that with managers that I've looked up to before. And I probably, you know, had the relationship with them that I could have just sent them a DM on Facebook, but I don't want them to resent giving me that information. I want them to be excited about it. And I want it to be a fair exchange of, you know, goods and services essentially. So first off, ask them if they offer consulting or ask if they have a course or a book or something that you can check out some way that you can pay them for their time and for their knowledge. And I think that in general, most people in the industry, they're not in it for money, you know, like, especially if you're in the heavier genres, I hate to say. 
most people that I've met are more than willing to help out artists and help out bands if they do have questions. And there's so many facilities out there and Facebook groups and podcasts and everything like that where people are offering this knowledge for free. But just be wary of when you are sliding up in those DMs and asking people questions or asking for favors, always be polite, approach things in a really humble manner. Never approach people or companies with a what can you do for me type of attitude. I hope that that is clear. I'm not trying to discourage you from reaching out to people. I'm just saying that there's definitely a tactful way of doing it. But I'll be speaking more about that in next week's episode. So make sure that you stay tuned for part two of this networking series where I'm going to be telling you my five top tips for successfully networking using social media. And then, of course, in the weeks to come, I'm going to be sharing how to network offline and also how to be more confident when you're stepping into a room of people and how to approach people and make a good first impression and form genuine connections that will help you for the years to come. So thank you again for tuning in to the daily music business podcast today. If you're not following me on social media, make sure that you do. I'm Monica Strutt everywhere. And if you do have a specific question or you need help with something specific in your music career right now, then you can slide up in those DMs. I welcome it. And yeah, if I can't answer it simply in the DMs, I will send you over to a free resource or a paid resource if that is appropriate as well. Speak to you next time. Bye. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? <laughs> How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.